sex, fucking, dating, and love. Seek treatment. If you're boring as fuck, seek treatment. If you're unlucky in love, seek treatment. If you just can't take a hint, we'll seek treatment. With Kat and Pat. Hey. hey. It's Pat. It's Kitty Cat Cuckoo. And this is, this is Seek Treatment, a podcast, a podcast about, about boys, sex, fucking, fucking dating, dating, and, and love. love. That's how, how Whitney Port, um, I've always, I really like always felt really almost sexual around mm. how Whitney Port would use the present progressive tense. She would pronounce it. She would be like, I was talking to, she was like, what are you doing? Doing What would she Whitney do? Whitney Port. She would really pronounce the ing, like I don't get her, and I I don't I, I don't connect with her. Well, I I mean I connected with her so much during the first hills, but what I have to say, and I'm sure I've talked about this on the pod, because it was a huge moment in my life. One time I was wandering around um, Upper East or West. No one really can be sure because I was like in a haze of like having been awake for too long. And I actually <laughs> interviewed for a nanny job, like cracked out of my mind oh my and God. never heard back. And when I was walking in that neighborhood, I walked by this small space and a, a people, a group of about five people got out of a van and set up a very small step and repeat and like fake <laughs> like partitions and Whitney Port came out and took <laughs> a picture and they made it seem like she was at an event and then like that they is, it all up. I, I feel like you have told me that, but it's even crazier hearing it again. Like, especially in the world we live in where like people take pictures to make it look like they're in pl- private planes. Like that's, yeah. she was an early adopter of that. So it's actually, in that case, I'm connecting with her more than ever. But I always feel strange about that story because I was in such a weird, like hallucinatory space. And I'm like, did I did hallucinate that? But what a, what a strange thing to hallucinate that would be. I would love if your subconscious, like, yeah, at the, at the end of your, at your wit's end, that's what you see right before you die. Oh my God. I had some crazy hallucination moments. Did I ever tell you one time I was locked out of, um, one time I was on the Upper East Side, no shoes, no phone, no wallet. Oh my God. Um, no service and uh hallucinating hallucinating that saw people and like hiding from them and i never wow but i talked about it on my kelton's podcast who would you see like random Um, people or people you knew so what happened was i um had been up for a bunch of days and then was crashing on my friend from college couch on the upper east side so wait quick question you would be up because you would take so much adderall that you couldn't sleep yeah yeah and what did that make? But I you wouldn't f- want to sleep for a long time. But then I would get to a place where I did want to sleep, but mm. I still couldn't. Interesting. So finally, I took like a handful of Ambien. Oh. Next thing I remember, I have a flash memory. It's like dusk, and I'm outside, and like I'm not wearing shoes. I'm wearing what I had been sleeping in, which was like a big, a big shirt and my shorts. I'm standing in a store with no shoes. A man is yelling at me. I'm. And then I don't, then like I don't remember how that ended. And then I'm like, had flashes of like walking around. And then I find my way back to her apartment. But by now it's like nine and she's left for work. And I, and I don't have a phone. Like I don't have a cell phone. No one's answering the buzzer. I ended up being out in front of her apartment with no shoes and no phone and no wallet for, um, for like, until like 5 p.m. Oh. For hours. Oh and I was God. dirty. I was really <gasps> dirty. And um, it was bad. People wouldn't look at me. I was like trying to like ask someone to borrow their phone and no one would make contact with me. I was like a crazy. I was oh the my- crazy person oh on the street. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. Uh, sorry. I'm fostering this dog and I have not slept a single second since I got her because she's addicted. to. She's first of all, 
the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life and so sweet. She's addicted to shitting all over herself and she can't, she's only happy when I'm touching her. Oh my God. So, sorry, I literally, like, you were talking and then I had, like, a thought and then it completely went out of my head. Oh, that's the worst. What I was going to say is, like, it's so fascinating. It's, I feel like it's rare. Like, you were really at the cartoonish rock bottom you hear described. Yeah. It's not as rare as you think. Oh, I. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I feel like a lot of people, um, and like sometimes I feel like I have a very low bottom, and sometimes I feel like I don't have that low of a bottom, which is funny. Yeah. Well, what I was gonna say is, and I feel like I've had like, are you? Do you ever have the thought like, oh, is someone, like, did I see someone or did I do something when I was in that state that then you're gonna run into that person again, and they're 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 gonna be like, you're that guy, and you're gonna be like, what? Yeah, I mean, that's all of, I think that's all of like recovery is being like, yeah. you know, knowing that at any point that could happen, but then at a certain point, you just stop caring. Yeah. I'm actually listening to this book, um, this audiobook, How to Quit Like a Woman. Have you heard of this? How to Quit Like a Woman. I mean, it's about how to stop drinking, but her argument is that and uh, AA and other programs are geared towards men. And she was like, I want to do some of the book is like so annoying. It's like, girl, you're so up your own ass. But some of it's yeah. really enlightening. And um, yeah, just I really I'm just when, listening to this book. I'm just realizing like in the fall when I first came back to New York, like I really was trying to like just numb out so hard every night with food, mm-hmm. with food and or booze. And like now that I'm not doing that as much or even at all, I don't know. I haven't done that in a while, but it's like when you're doing it. You don't even realize. You think you're just like taking care of yourself or treating yourself. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I actually can't yeah. function. I had the, the thing of like not knowing I couldn't stop drinking until I tried to stop drinking. And then when you keep drinking, even though you keep saying you're going to stop, that, <laughs> that's when that's so weird. But um, I know. What was he going to say? Um, I would just say about that that I do think I do think that I understand what that lady is saying and that woman is saying, but uh, people of all genders have had success in um many different recovery programs. No, so I know I, that's I, why I, it feels more I like understand a. Understand me- why she would say that, but I also think that um she shouldn't scare people away from other recovery programs. No, I agree, and I think it it almost I wish I wish she had built it as like more of a memoir than like a self-help yeah. because i'm like That's well this is when it's billed wrong it was just it's billed wrong i think yeah because when she's talking about her experience i'm like oh this isn't annoying it's annoying when you tell me to drink lemon water like that's not that might not be my path yeah to, yeah, yeah. to wholeness is she telling you to drink lemon water in the book she definitely suggests drinking lemon water in the book see yeah that's not something that I think you should say in a book. <laughs> I know. I, <laughs> unless it's like a <laughs> recipe blog called like Pioneer Hearth Hearts. I think in where we are with the environment, we don't need to be taking up any like hard print paper <laughs> with the sentence like you should drink lemon water. You know what I mean? There's that, like, well, that's so I, for the internet. I'm listening to it, but there's a whole like there's literally like at least I can envision it's at least five pages of like why drinking hot water with lemon in the morning is like the best way to um, find God. No one's questioning that. You know what I mean? We always quote from Angelo made this short film, um, Gelato, with his old uh, video group. Great, and a great film. Places. It's very funny. People should watch it if they haven't. But um, with Sisters Weekend. And uh, he plays this woman named Constance who is very earnest. And she has a dr- she's like, she works in traffic law, but she wants to make gift baskets. And um, <laughs> at this one um, 
at this one point she says no one's questioning you don and so like now whenever like one of us is saying something like it just like almost always works it's like, <laughs> no one's questioning that don <laughs> uh, um, i'm also stressed out because i'm still hoarse and i just am annoyed and i need to sleep wait yeah. because lemon water thing <laughs> i mean lemon water can't be that good for you because lemonade's famously like bad for you well i'll share about lemon water like a huge part of my childhood was like adults telling me that lemon lemonade and like flavored drinks are like bad for you but loving it so much like i remember loving like the kind of iced tea you get for, like arizona and arizona adjacent iced teas were so good to me or like but then there would be people being like you need to be drinking water because actually um flavored drinks are so bad so i just don't believe that like lemon water is so good for you and yet lemonade it's cousin is so bad for you well i alternate between believing like every single thing about crystals and thinking like there's no way any of this is true in in any way and like i even get i get so upset oh i had a, i heard a very funny story that i can't t- tell you on the pod but i'll tell you off oh, yeah. but it's like this obsession with like vitamins freaks me the fuck out like essential oils i'm like there's no way any of that actually does anything am i wrong am i wrong no i don't think you're wrong i mean i bought crystals one i want to be wrong i like it all and i some days i really believe in it one time for a month i bought crystals and they didn't help me but um some people they seem to really be helped by them so maybe it's um teach their own you are to each their own is what i'll say vitamins are one thing i think for me it feels good to feel like i'm doing something i mean i don't take vitamins i haven't Ever. I used to when I was little, because um, like my mom would have, have make me take vitamins when I was Flintstones little. Flintstones vitamins; those were a big part of my youth. Wait, Flintstones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hated them, and so I'd be like, "I'm gonna take my vitamin, but I need you to close your eyes for ten seconds while I take it." And so she like wouldn't she pretend to, and I would like run and try to put it under the couch cushion. And then she would catch me and I would scream at her for quote unquote fibbing. As a three-year-old, I would scream at her for fibbing. Fibbing. What a beautiful word. Did I tell you the story about when I was little and I used to want to hold, like if, when my brother and I would get a snack, I wanted to hold the drink and he would hold the chip so that I would look like the skinny one? Oh my God. Isn't that, like, what, what does that even mean? I think you did say that one time. Yeah, I love that. I love that I not a material i'm getting some new material from this dog but she's just so i'm the most popular girl in the west village right now like i'm stopped every five seconds by by sweeties who want to touch her and hang out with her and she's she is very good but i agree it is boring to talk about so we'll pivot i'll never be that person who sees someone walking a dog down the street and needs to stop and see their dog but but i'm i am the kind of person that can see a baby on the train and be like oh that's a cool baby cool is an interesting word choice yeah, well, I think some babies do have a certain genetic quality about them. <laughs> I have, a, I have and some thing. babies don't, and that's okay. Now, when I walk down the street and someone doesn't stop for the dog, I'm like, okay, they're, yeah, a demon. Yeah, I, they have, I they have no heart. They're no, they have no heart. Yeah, I'm kind of depressed. Is what I'm, is what I'm realizing as I try and talk to you. I've been in a very dark space recently. Really? Why have you been depressed? Um, I don't know. I think it also could just be like weekend come down from the weekend and like i was very social and i'm just drained and like just not looking forward to anything and just like looking in the mirror and thinking i look fucking disgusting yeah the classic the classic combo what's what, what's I going have, on with you um i don't know i think angela's been working a lot so i've been alone and mm. i um you know how i get where i don't i kind of push the world away and I just feel like I have, besides you, no friends in New York, and I can't tell yeah. if that's by choice or not. And um, same. And 
I don't know, like, everything in my body is always telling me to try to make myself as alone as possible. Mm. And then when I get there, I do wish that a piece of my ceiling would fall and crush me. <laughs> <laughs> Since I was a little boy. You saw the picture of my ceiling collapsing on my bed this summer when I was out of town? Did I tell you that that was my dream since I was a child? When I was a child, I would lie in bed and I would envision just the exact It literally ceiling. was. It was like the shape of my body. The shape of my body just fall right on me. Did you want that? crush me. You wanted yeah. that? Yeah. So you, have you had suicidal ideation? Ideation? How do you say it? Since I guess since I was young and I wanted my ceiling to fall on me and crush me. Just that specific like way. 12, yeah. Yeah, but, um, I don't know. But it's you You were in good spirits, um... At our cute little lunch. Well, that really put me in a really, really good mood. Like me too. I was like almost. I felt high afterwards. I think I had just the light and seeing people, like seeing you and getting lunch with you and Angelo in the city, like felt so different. Yesterday, I went to a drag show by myself, sober, which is an interesting Where? experience. Where? <laughs> Where? Because Angelo was going to come, and then I reached out to Nick Loughlin, who I love, um, and uh, Laughlin, Loughlin, Laughlin. I don't know him. Oh, he's so fun. You, he listens to the pod. Hi. Um, Hi, And you. he directs it. And so, oh, so Angela had sent me this thing. He's like, oh, we should go to this. And then I reached out and he, the guy got me tickets. And then, um, but then Angela couldn't make it because he had work. Uh, so I was like, whatever, I'll just go by myself. But it was fun. I mean, I just love to go somewhere and do something by myself. You know what Same. I mean? Well, what was the venue like? If, when, if you're like sitting, it's like fun to go by yourself. If it's standing room, that's tough. That's what the problem was, is it was standing room. And the other problem was it was like, oh, it was $3 bill. Oh, that's an interesting place to go by yourself. Yeah. I mean, it was just like. Did you see people you knew there? Um, I saw one person who knew me through our mutual friend. Oh, I love friend, that. Love that. And he was very sweet. But I, Aww. it was like being in a gay space again. It's like, wow, everyone, like, it's just, there's so many gays in New York with these bodies <laughs> that like you go there and they're wearing these shorts that first of all, they're wearing just shorts and like boots and no shirt. And it's like, did you take the train like that? Like, how did you get here? <laughs> was my, my, my number one question is. I feel the same way about when I see, I've been seeing a lot of people in rollerblades on the train and I'm like, how did you get here? Well, you know, my brother's girlfriend. That's the straight blades. version of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> seeing someone in For me, it's like literal, like just people being in the club in like underwear and being like on a Sunday afternoon. It was, it right. was like light outside and being like, did you take the train? That Which sounds is so fine fun though. Was it so fun? Um, I mean, I love a day spaces, party. Well, gay people will understand what I mean when I say those spaces make you really wish part of the ceiling would fall down and crush you. But um, it was Alaska, who I really like, is one of my favorite drag queens doing. Um, a show called Blackout, which was um, based on the Britney Spears album Blackout. And so wow. it was like, very good. The show was very that good. That sounds really fun. But it was standing by myself and like constantly reminding myself that I'm okay with that. And, mm-hmm. you know, um, there were people all over. Oh, and what I did feel like too, and maybe you'll connect with this, is like when you go somewhere by yourself in New York, you're, you're at that point, you're writing a column. You know yeah, what I mean? You're, you're going for research for your column. And the like, city is your date. If it's an event, yeah, the city is your day. It's like an event. You're like, I'm just here for my column, like doing some research. So it felt like that. I was it honestly much like, like weirdly turns me on to think of you like just confidently standing in a crowd watching a show and enjoying yourself. I find that very sexy. Well, at first I was like doing the thing where you like gather digital media assets where you like to post on story. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just enjoy the show. And yeah. I did there were a couple parts where, like, I don't know, something funny would happen. I would just, like, smile to myself. And I'd be like, oh, this is so wonderful. That is so pure and beautiful. And I I, I was just thinking, like, having this dog, I've been enjoying just, like, sitting at a cafe by myself. Because I'm just like, oh, I have this girl. 
Yeah. I guess that I guess that's the, kind of the opposite point of what you're saying because I'm actually ultimately not <laughs> yeah. alone. But it's it's you're when you're the dog, you're less you're more alone than when you're with people. Is what I'll say. Definitely in a huge way. I, w- I went to a Bright Eyes concert once alone in London, and it was like the best night of my life. I had a, yeah. I'll never forget. I had a double gin and tonic. I was like 19 years old, and I was like, oh, it was so fun. They're already coming out. With, you know, this is how I know there's a god is because as movie theaters are reopening, mm-hmm. they are having a slew of movies that are the exact kind of movie that I see by myself. Oh, like The Quiet Place? The Quiet Place too is a huge. Mm-hmm. I see it by myself. Spiral from the Book of Saw is a huge. I would see it by myself. And um, there's another one called Profile where it's like one of those one of those movies that takes place entirely in a computer screen. It's like it has to be like just the right amount of bad and like kind of suspenseful. And I then love I that. With, yeah, it's like heaven on earth. So I can't wait. For some reason, I thought you were going to say the phrase Capri Sun, which I welcomed. I wonder why I would have said Capri Sun. You wouldn't have, but something about the word you say, the, you, you were about to say computer, and then like, I don't know, I heard in my head, maybe what I wanted was, oh, our guest is coming in. Maybe what I wanted was a Capri Sun. The entire movie takes place inside of a Capri Sun. <laughs> that sounds incredible. Wait, um, okay, I haven't said, obviously I haven't said a single funny, interesting thing, but our guest is coming in. You have said funny, interesting. No, I just am like, I've been, I was journaling this morning, and I was just like, it's really exhausting, isn't it? Like, yeah. So, um, wait, I'm so excited for our guest because I have admired her work for a very long time. She's an incredible author. Um, she wrote the, the amazing book I'm addicted to called Three Women, and she has a new book coming out called Animal, her first novel, I believe. So let's let her in. Let's let her in, Queens. Lisa, where are you? It looks gorgeous. I'm in Connecticut. Oh, I my God. In the... In the- like the wild country i mean i have some landscaping that i just did but like oh. normally it's like it's it's pretty it's like forest oh my god it looks yeah. heavenly that's my dream is that where you live yeah it's permanent everyone's like oh did you do that during the pandemic and it's like wait i just need to say i'm like such a huge fan I just oh my god to- oh my god wait, same lisa. we're like freaking out to have you on wait but also lisa look at look at this lisa we didn't officially introduce <laughs> Pat doesn't care. Sorry, Pat doesn't care about dogs on Zoom. So he, um, he, we're gonna, he and I are gonna get in a fight. He and I are gonna get a fight after this. But I had to show you. He's amazing. But now we're, okay, He's whatever, whatever. I'm not gonna. Now my kind of Alanonic <laughs> nature is being like. I hope Lisa doesn't mind being shown a dog on Zoom and being asked to react to it. You know what I mean? And that's why I need. That's why I need Alamon, You know, in addition to my other program. Wait, can we unpack that? Because you're worried that Lisa won't want to look at the dog because you don't, or you're worried that. Lisa's going to think differently of you because I told her you don't want to look at the dog. The feeling was just that Lisa was going to be shown the dog and feel like she had to react. And, no, and no, I no. took on her stress. But really, I need to be like, that's Lisa's. That's Lisa's journey. That's Lisa's journey. But in this case, that am I. So I was kind of putting you in that position. No, I was putting me in that position because, mm. and that's what, you know, Alan and I think is, though I've only been one time and didn't. Wait, but I the same I mean that's all I ever do is worry about everybody else's experience but especially like what you just said with Kat like you were worried that my experience with Kat that she like you were like putting your stuff onto her and me and like I do that too and how do I mean and and when I think about you caring about me from like you know my side I'm just Mm -hmm. like oh why would he care you know what I mean (laughs) like I don't care like that who cares but then if i were you i would have felt the exact same way totally what it 
that. It's so, I'm sorry. It's just so interesting. I know. It's fascinating. No. I feel I'm constantly like, I want everyone to know that if they, if they think I think anything about them, like it's, I'm like, it's only good. Does that make sense? <laughs> and if I, if I hate them, it's only because like they were rude to me, but I don't fundamentally dislike them. Wait, yeah. Lisa, I have to be honest. I started, I knew you were coming on. And so I started just on Saturday, three women. And I'm literally almost done with it, which is so fast for me because I'm a slow reader and it's literally so good. And every it's second so I incredible. can't wait to get to the next like it's it's structured so well where like every time I'm away from one of the women I'm like we I need to check it with my girl Maggie what's going on with her wait oh, it's wow. so true like that when, is such a cool thing to say thank you that means a I'm lot. really enjoying I it. Re- I'll never forget I read three women on a train which is the sexiest place you can read a book and oh, I felt the okay. same way like you're so sad to leave the, the the one girl and then you're like okay let me reorient myself to like remember and they're like oh i'm so f- glad i'm seeing this girl again yeah you're like what well, let me remember like it, it's it, it is it's an experience being like well, let me remember the, tr- the traumatic shit that happened to this girl yeah and plot myself <laughs> back down into it wait what was writing that like did you um you just like sat did you know them? you were gonna do that yeah, I am. Um, well, I lived with each of not with not in their houses, but um, I lived I moved to Indiana to be with Lena um, and to be with, you know, to, to profile Lena. And I kind of hung out with her uh, like three to five days a week. I would like, you know, take care of the kids with her and go to her job with her. Um, and I did the same thing with Sloan um, in in on the island and then with maggie in north dakota it, it was i didn't move to fargo but i spent a lot of time there and, and we texted and facetimed a oh my lot God. it's so incredible like how did you find those women and how did it all come together i feel romantic towards sloan sometimes wait i picture <laughs> sloan from entourage when i think of she's like really she's hot yeah yeah it's is she is that emmanuel yes oh, gorgeous so beautiful so gorgeous Oh my god! What a fast like what a like kind of like the Sloan and Sarah Fuller stay off. They both have that sort of like thing. You know, I never totally. S- I never saw first Bueller stay off. No, you gotta you gotta get off. I think you part. would enjoy it, Pat. It's really fun. Yeah, maybe I'll scope it out. Check no, it out. People really it. are saying good things about it. <laughs> <laughs> People are really like okay. into that. I'll try it. I am such a fan of yours. I just have to tell you, I I love your book. The, one of the best covers I've seen. It's a perfect. Oh. It's like a really perfect. Um, I don't know. It's like that perfect look. Like like I feel like books are always trying to do that. They're trying to get that right sort of fun slash really elegant, sophisticated like like inter. It, like that intersection which is hard and I think your cover just and then your book delivers but your cover like says exactly what it is oh like, thank you so like, much perfect I love it so I just wanted to tell you that in in Oh, well, that makes my day. I can't take credit for it. The amazing illustrator is named Perry de la Vega. What a great name. He's so fab. And I think he listened to the pod. So I want to shout him out again and just say hi. But he he just came up with that illustration. I was like, I've never felt so seen in my life. That's what I was going to say. That is like, you know, it is a very it, it is someone reading your book and really fully like just communing with it. And that's totally right. But I'm obsessed. So I was just going to tell you the cover for Animal is so amazing. The color I'm I'm already picturing like in the stores, it's going to look so fab with those colors. <laughs> How did that that's come to be? Allison, that's Allison Forner. Um, the only thing I said was that I wanted it to feel like because it's it's a dark book and 
Um, and so I don't want to lie about its darkness because I think people should know that going in. Um, but it, I wanted, basically I wanted any woman or man or tra or anyone on the subway to feel cool. Yes. Oh my God. That is like, that wanted. is so <laughs> compassionate and that's it. And that's Alanonic. Yeah. You that literally is so <laughs> big of oh, you. Yeah, I'm checking you into the Alanon hospital in Connecticut, right? The second. <laughs> Please, I'd love to. I, I need to. I need to. I need to get that stuff together. It's crazy. It's really helpful to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, though. that is so. That's funny. what we're here for. <laughs> we're here today to seek to give the treatment that you seek. Um, that's so beautiful. Wait, I have so many questions for you. Are you S or P? Single or partnered? I'm partnered. Oh, cool. Tell I me. am married. Um, his name is Jackson. Oh we my god. Hot, really hot <laughs> name. That's so hot. We have a daughter um, named Fox. Okay, oh what? God, you just yeah. changed. You just my life just changed. <laughs> I want to be Fox. Wait, I wish I want to be Fox and I not myself. Too. I want to be. Fox How old is she? She's six. Oh my god! What's interesting is when you when I was trying to explain the kind of Connecticut I want to live in. I want there to be kind of grizzled men named Jackson, like with backwards um, Red Sox hats, not kind oh, of Yankee Red hats. Sox. That's you what I wanted to want to get to Boston. You feel like Boston is where is like Boston means New England and, yeah. and New York is like the antithesis. Yeah. I think there's, oh, I've I never wanted a, to be near Boston at all. Well, I think there's a certain <laughs> sort of like internalized homophobia that wants that, want, that, that asks to be <laughs> fucked by a man from Boston. You know what I mean? Oh my God. There's a certain kind of internalized homophobia that asks to be fucked by a man from Boston. <laughs> That is so beautiful. But it has to be Boston and not like the wilds of New Hampshire. It could be New Hampshire, but then again, it, yeah, I don't want the wilds of New Hampshire. I want okay, like New right. Hampshire. the prep school. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah, right, right. like I, I, I don't. And then, and then if you're wearing a Yankee hat, then I mean, you're probably you know you're in New York. It's like mm -hmm. it doesn't feel that exciting to be fucked by a New York person. No, that happens all the time. The city it fucks every me every day. day. Am I right, ladies? People get fucked, by, New York fucked people in the every ass by the day. city this morning on my walk. <laughs> Sounds like a, a geographical hazard. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Fox. Oh my God. What's she like? She is um she's brutal. I mean, she's great. I love her. <laughs> she just never stops. I she just never stops talking. It, it, every time we give her our full attention either one of us or both of us like we can have conversations in front of her it's like impossible and we like you know we work with each other so it's really hard she does not want to be a part of the team <laughs> <laughs> she's been she's been really uh difficult and um and no she's she's great but she's just constant if we are if we listen to her all day long every day she'd be the perfect kid she's like in the flannery o'connor book when like he's holding the gun to the old lady and he said she would have been like the nicest old lady in the world if she'd had a gun pointed to her head every day of her life. Oh, I think I read that a long time ago. Oh, it's a great, great, great short story. But yeah, I read it in a short story collection. My daughter is the person with the gun to her head. And the only time she's like cool is when you, you are perfectly cool to her. You cannot fuck up around her. Otherwise, she's going to be an asshole. Wait, how do you literally write a whole book when, when you have that in your life? It's really hard. Fuck. Did you always want to be a mom? <laughs> no how did it happen the more i it think about it the more the more of this dog's poop i clean up i'm like what the fuck are we all doing 
why why do you why do we need to add more people to the the mess so, but i but i want it but the I, biological urge is so frank and shocking and it's yeah. like you just you know it's like weird it's and like every time they do something that's even remotely like something you ever did you're like enchanted <laughs> of course <laughs> of course i do love when like a six-year-old kid has like a lot to say and um like I, I, there are certain kids that just seem to have so much to say, and they're always like very funny, and I always love that kind of kid. That, yeah. And but I know what you mean that they that it is like engaging in a way where it's like, oh, I need to be unengaged for a little while. Exactly. <laughs> I just saw Drew Barrymore posted something on Instagram that I loved. It was like, don't don't interrupt me while I'm texting. It's rude. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I say to my kid all the time and it's so it's like this it's just so it's so messed up it's like I just I want to live like a like a single 24 year old and mm. I'm not <laughs> damn yeah, yeah it's I, like I, worry, I, I feel the same way to, I, I worry about my ability to parent for that reason where it's like I do really enjoy children but I, I sometimes need to not speak to anyone for upwards of four weeks. You know what I mean? Oh, that's going to be tough. That, that, but wait, that feels emotionally Does everyone feel that way on some level? Like, do you think all moms feel that way? I mean, I see so many moms who are so fucking engaged with oh, the kid. And I just yeah. there and I'm like, what the fuck? How did you get that? Ta- it's like this amazing ability. Oh. I like, I just don't. Like, you know, I, st- I sit there and I'm like, all right, be present for like 45 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> like, trying to power through 45 seconds. And I sit there and she's like, and then Marinette said to, you know, uh, whatever. And I'm like, oh, that reminds me, I need to write this blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I go and I take a note. And like, I'm like, and then she looks at me like, you stopped listening to me. And I'm like, but it wasn't <laughs> that important. It's a stupid show. And it's really <laughs> hard for me. So I'm either the world's worst mom or everybody else's lying. But it's also chic to be like, it's also chic to be like, you just gave me an idea, like in writing something on a napkin really quickly. Like, that's beautiful. Well, I have to work all the time. So, and she's always with me. So I try to, um, I try to use her. Like last night I was like, you know, we're talking about animal and like, is it a TV, is it a show or a movie? And I'm like, well, so here's the deal. If we were to make it into a movie, here's the pros and cons. And she looks at me and she's like, which one's going to get us the most money? And I was like, all right. now we're Yes, talking. Fox. Come through, now girl boss. Talking. Like, now I can hang out with you. Because this is like, you know, I, your father gets tired of me. And like, I need someone else to bounce your ideas up. About how to get the most money. But wait, <laughs> yeah. how, you, do you work with your husband, you said? Yeah. I mean, we are, yes. Yeah. Cool. I work, I work with, like, you know, he's one of the people that I work with. Yeah, wait, so how did you meet? Tell us everything. If you if you so, feel comfortable doing so, yes, I sure do. Um, I it's just so it's such a weird. So I um, I was looking for an apartment in New York, uh, and I met this man, who like told me to get into. His, he was this realtor, but he was like, all right, first of all, you know, like on um on Craigslist, you guys, I'm sure you've looked for apartments in New mm-hmm. York. You know when it says like private elevator Jane Street. 3500 a month and you're like what private yeah. have you ever like seen one of those yeah yeah, yeah. of course um so i answered one of those because i was a hopeful 
I hope you won't come in. I answered Jane Street private elevator. I think it was like, it was like 25. It was whatever number would have been like, oh, fuck. That's tough. That's going to be tough for me to make that, but I will make this happen because this is a unicorn, you know? Totally. Yeah. Um, so I go, I meet this man, the realtor on the corner of like seventh and something in, in the village. And he's like, get in my car. And he had this, um, this minivan. And he asked me if there were any mannequins. And it, like, it was just, it was, imagine getting into the car with an insane. Oh my God. Man, like released from an asylum type of a situation. And <laughs> I get in. And anyway, that man's my, my daughter's grandfather is, is the end, is the punchline <gasps> of the story. But oh I, my God. No. I just said I wanted to write about him. I was running for New York mag at the time. And my editor was like, yeah, it sounds crazy. Cause this guy had like owned all these like restaurants back in the seventies, but now had zero money and was like, like a homeless real estate broker. It was just wild. Anyway. So I'm writing this story and I meet his estranged son for an interview. And that's, that's my, <gasps> Oh my God. Oh my God. That is such a good story. That is beautiful. Your life is so kind of like wistful and like, that's how you meet your husband. Like, Working on your column for New York Mag, and now you're like with your daughter, you... but like writing notes for your next like book on <laughs> on her oh, on wow. her assignment pad. Wow, you just put me in a whole cool light that I'm gonna hang on to for the rest. <laughs> you of are <laughs> from the outside. It, it's I'll say this: you have it all. Lisa, you have oh. it all. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Well, in the inside, the wild amounts of grief and anxiety oh. might, um, you know, I might feel you. <laughs> of course it's impossible for the individual whose life it is to enjoy it but oh. we're enjoying your life from afar because it seems fab that's really helpful and i think because i enjoy other people's successes and and when i hate them their failures so that's actually <laughs> helpful i think um to look at it like that to be like oh you know what maybe my life right now you know maybe someone close to me will be like oh i'm happy for her she seems like <laughs> she, oh got it so I can do that to other people too. I like that, you guys. And once and maybe you can always think of people who hate you right now will be so happy whenever you fail. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, so you mentioned that he was estranged from his son. So have you since reconnected or is it still Oh yeah. They've re- well, I mean, he uh, the word estranged was kind of, you know, it was a bit like For dramatic effect. Exactly. I mean, they they didn't see each other that much cuz his son lived in California and, you know, whatever, but it wasn't like you know so at the interview was it like love at first us <laughs> it, you know it's funny I, I remember like I I said I liked the movie drive that I'd just seen and he was like uh it's not that good actually let me tell you why and he like convinced me why drive wasn't good and then it's funny because a couple of months ago we were watching drive he's like drive is so good i'm like you told me it wasn't oh, yeah. I, I like that you changed my mind he's like oh i'm a fucking idiot i'm sorry <laughs> you're like i love you because you convinced me that drive is bad so i was like it is it's not only does he he has no no fortitude of opinion like what am i doing i gotta get out of this it was awful I mean, oh my god it. i've never seen drive but do i but i remember it's really, it's really good you know <laughs> <laughs> i'll talk to jackson about that jackson will be deciding if i like drive or not wait so is jackson a writer yes he is he was um he he wrote on um three women the show and we, we write on other projects together oh, amazing does jackson care about me or he doesn't even know i exist you yeah huh? 
Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. That's a good question. All right. I can I can ask. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'd love to talk but, to him about drive at some point. And if he knows I exist, but be but please, when you feel him out about if he knows I exist, be cool about it, Lisa. I Thank you. Be chill. Yeah. Be chill with your husband, Lisa. Don't embarrass yourself. <laughs> Oh my god, y'all, it's time to talk, talk, talk about hair. And if real talk, you don't love your hair, then you need to break up with your current hair care routine right now. It's time to try Function of Beauty instead. Function of Beauty is the world leader in customizable beauty, offering precise formulations for your hair's specific needs. Here's how to get started. First, take a quick but thorough quiz to tell them a little about your hair type and your hair goals, such as lengthen, volumize, and oil control. And because your hair changes with the season, you can change your hair goals before every shipment. Next, choose your color and fragrance, or go to fragrance and dye free. Then, Functions Team determines the perfect blend of ingredients, bottles your formula, and delivers it right to you. And honey, every ingredient Function of Beauty uses is vegan and cruelty-free, and they never use sulfates or parabens. You can also go completely silicone-free. There are literally over 54 trillion possible formulations, and Function of Beauty has over 50,000 real five-star reviews. Plus, I'm obsessed with this, they also offer totally personalized formulas for body and skincare, so you can customize your beauty routine literally from head to toe. I'm obsessed with Function Beauty. This stuff smells so good. It looks gorgeous. And I just want to tell you, now is the time to never, ever buy off the shelf just to be disappointed ever again, honey. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash chic treatment to take your quiz and save 20% off your first order. That applies to their full range of customized hair, skin, and body products. Go to functionofbeauty.com slash seek treatment to let them know we sent you and to get 20% off your order. Functionofbeauty.com slash seek treatment. You guys, I'm so excited to talk to you again about Skillshare. Um, you guys can witness your own transformation as you turn small steps into giant leaps. Skillshare makes it possible. And Skillshare is an online learning community that offers membership with meaning. So you can like take real classes. I famously, famously, famously took Roxanne Gay's <laughs> essay writing class and got quite a bit out of it. It helped me to start my newsletter that I... Um, enjoy writing so basically here's what i'll say practice honey it makes progress advancing toward a goal is achievable with short lessons and hands-on projects there's nothing better than getting better and accomplishing growth trust me is extremely satisfying do something today you couldn't do yesterday with classes designed for real life Skillshare is also incredibly affordable, especially when compared to pricey in-person classes and workshops. An annual subscription is less than $10 a month. So, explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash SeekTreatment and get a free trial of premium membership. That's Skillshare.com slash SeekTreatment. Killed it! So, I've, we have so many questions for you because we just you're the coolest and we're so happy you're here. Now, let me ask you this. What we like to ask everyone on the pod is, who were you, who are you, and who do you want to be? Wow. Okay. Who was I? Um, well, where'd you grow up? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> to start with something a little bit crazy. So you guys can't see this, but Lisa just started tearing up and she's, she's crying sobbing. at us. She's sobbing. she's sobbing. She's sobbing. Right. I... I, I grew up in New Jersey and a little bit in Italy too. We'd spend most of our summers okay. there. Okay. Everything's so, changed. For me, first of all, 
there's two things that just happened one Lisa revealed she grew up a little bit in Italy which is the coolest thing you can say two she put on a fab coat while she said it so it's Pat and I are kind of rocked by this news and we're gonna need a second to decompress (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and and New Jersey and then um I went to school at NYU and I left NYU and a full scholarship to go to Rutgers in um, New Jersey because my because my parents were so strict that I couldn't see my boyfriend who was at school at Rutgers and I live I was living in on on the park in Washington Square Park like it was awesome like you know what the fuck I moved to back to New Jersey so that I would be able to see this dude on the on the weekends oh my gosh wait so he he was going to Rutgers as well yes so you could see him even during the week then, potentially, if you both were at Rutgers. Right, right. Actually, no, sorry. He was going to Rutgers, the North campus. He eventually switched to the New Brunswick campus where oh, I that, was. That's funny that you transferred to Rutgers for him, but like not his Rutgers. Right, exactly. Well, because I didn't <laughs> want to, I wanted to be, the Rutgers New Brunswick had more of like the, you know, I could, I could, it had more of the English stuff that I was leaving yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, no, you know, NYU doesn't really have that much. Good. Like, it was just. Um, yeah. Wait, so why why couldn't you see him if he went to NYU? Um, I couldn't uh, because he. Oh, oh, wait, because he was on campus and I guess he didn't have a car. It was like just hard. Like, <laughs> I'm forgetting why. Instead of getting a car, you were like, I think I'm going to move to your school. I, they were just, I felt like, oh, this is why. They would come into the city um, every Sunday, but they wouldn't go to see me in New Brunswick as much. That was another thing. Oh, they would interesting. My laundry. Um, but in New Brunswick, it was different because I had like, you know, it just had, I don't know. I, I, it was just, I knew I could do more in New Jersey. Yeah, that's a rare <laughs> feeling. That's a rare feeling. I know. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I think it's cool to not go to NYU for once. We didn't go there. Yeah, we did meet there. We we identify as having met there, but we did not go there. Where did you guys go? Uh, I'm. I went to a school called Loyola in Baltimore, but oh, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed of it because it's like for it's very basic sometimes. Oh, but you ran well, track. Yeah, I did run track, like which cool. is incredibly cool. That yeah, is- but. I, but I would like to clarify, I ran cross-country. They didn't have a track team, oh. and I only went there because they had a bad enough cross-country team where I would be able to run at it. That's actually very intelligent. Yeah, I was... Yeah. Imagine liking you. running so much. I do love running so much. I wish. I wish. Oh, you don't like running either. No, I, I really do like... I do like it. I just... um. I go through phases. It, it, I always, I end up getting injured and then I get annoyed and then I, you know, it's, you know, it's boring. Yeah. But wait, yeah. so, okay, you're, you're at Rutgers and then you moved to New York right after college and, and start writing or how did it all happen? But wait, 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 wait. You had this boyfriend in high school and then like you start, you were dating in high school. You guys went to college. Yes. And then, but then eventually like it didn't work out at Rutgers or you guys like stayed together through college? Um, we stayed together in college and then I broke up with him. Towards the end of like senior year of college and then like two days later my dad died <gasps> and I was very upset oh my god you know like wrong breakup timing oh yeah <laughs> horrible that's a nightmare worst. so um so we stayed like really good friends and we've we're still friends oh um, cool yeah yeah so it was like you know it was wow it was- 
I wonder if he cares about me. Um, I mean, I could ask again. But again, you know? please be cool about it. I'm going to be cool about it. I'm You're still cool. friends? That's like, that's, that's amazing. So you were, were you cool in high school? I don't think so. I but mean, you had I a boyfriend. Let's be real. I wasn't not cool. Okay. But I, I didn't call my, I, I was like, I was, I don't know what I was. Like I was, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't enough of a, I wasn't like a loner. And yeah. Like third, you know, and, and yeah. whatever. So I wish I were one extreme or the other. I do think the middle class is under the middle middle class, like socially, Social. <laughs> is underrepresented in like media high school. It's really your always. It it's just everyone's either so popular or so yeah. unpopular. And and, like shit, if you fell in the middle, it's like you're you're you don't even stand for anything. Right, you have no identity. You no don't identity. exist. But what do you yeah. hope for Fox? I mean, I hope she's cool. Yeah. It'd be so fun if you were cool. <laughs> I do. I hope, you know, it's like, I really, I think about that a lot. I'm like, I just want, like, you know, sometimes, and we'll say that to her when she's like interrupting us. I'm like, yo, man, like, we're your parents. We gotta love you. But like, don't you want people to like you out there? Like, you gotta that's, be cool, man. That's my favorite kind of thing that I hear parents saying is like when, like, that's my, it feels the realist to me where it's like, oh, like. If you do this, people won't like you. So, like, you just need <laughs> yeah. to, like, know that. Yeah, exactly. But they don't care at this age. And it's just so, like, I'm, like, gross. Like, you're going to be uncool. Like, she can read it, like, a 10th grade level. She's, like, really smart and great. But I'm just, like, you better be fucking cool, man. <laughs> or it's going to be rough for you. <laughs> my dad will always tell us, like, me and my brothers, if we do something annoying, he's, like, oh, that's, that's very unattractive. Oh, that's good. That's very good unattractive. One. I'm, like, we're not trying to attract you. <laughs> But yeah. I get I get what he's saying. Yeah. He's trying to help yeah. us out. Yeah. <laughs> he always like encouraged me. He was always like he always would tell me to quote play the field. He's like, don't. He's like, God, he's like, no, you want to play when I have fun. Play the field. I'm like, all right. <laughs> but he's, it is fun to do that sometimes. <laughs> OK, you're in love with your dad. <laughs> well, I do. Oh. Yeah, I love my dad. Does he think about Pat? He loves Does Pat. Okay. Oh he, yes, yes. He famously once, Catherine's. yeah. <laughs> he one time he once misgendered me by accident. <laughs> How? I, we were, were frantically we were frantically leaving a she restaurant. She her and I'm he him usually. <laughs> um, what oh, do you have to say? Oh, that was funny. Did you always know you want to be a writer? Yeah. Did it seem impossible? No. Oh, I mean, wrong answer. It, <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> I mean, you know, it, I, I am really happy that I can make a living um, from it. I think that's really, you know, that's really tough. And um, and I think has a lot to do with, with luck and timing also, in addition to work and, and other stuff. But um, yeah, I, I didn't, I, I always thought I'd be able to, um, to manage as a writer. And I, I didn't think it would be like, it's a lot harder than I actually. Yeah, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be to do the all the other parts. Yeah, like I thought I was just going to write, you know, like sit in like a little hobbit hole, like in the Cotswolds, and like you know, drink like fern tea and just fucking write. And it is not like that. What know? are the other things? <laughs> you mean emailing and um, stuff? Well, I did. You know, for for I'm doing a lot of TV stuff, so. For um, three women as a show, we had a writer's room with several lovely writers and it was fantastic. But it's still like, you know, there's that like I have like at least between three and five meetings a day with 
people. Yeah. The writer's room. And then like, I'm doing, I'm writing five articles. Like I have five articles due this week for like places in the UK. That's so many articles. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're not, they're like between 500 and 2000 words each, but it's still like, it's a lot, you know? Yeah. Um, that on top of like doing like, you know, like whatever photo shoots and stuff. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's a lot of different things. And that's the part that's kind of the hardest because like switching from one thing to the next and not really being fully present and then switching to motherhood and being the absolute. Oh my God. Oh, that's crazy. Wait. So do you have like a writing (laughs) routine or what's your setup? No, I mean, I used to. I don't really anymore because I have, you know, it's hard to, I, I try to keep certain days free where like there's no meetings and it's just for writing, but that's kind of challenging at, you know, with the book coming out and with the show stuff. Yeah. And so um, I'm sorry. I sound like I'm like, crying. I mean, like it's, I'm really lucky to have all these projects and things going on. So I feel super fortunate. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's definitely not what I um, it's it's not what I'm good at. You know? It's also so hard to switch like your brain back and forth, like totally. to like being in a writing space versus being on like a um, emaily space or something like that. Exactly, and and emaily space is like I, I can I can do you know like I can I I'm happy to do a full day of that, but I need to make the days be both, and that's like you know yeah that's like impossible for me like if i if i send a bunch of emails i'm like okay i'm done for the day my it's like 2 p.m and i'm like there's nothing else to be done if i'm gonna write i need at least like nine hours to kind of lay on the floor oh my god and like hope for the best i don't i don't i don't know if i have it well i am you know childless and without um a job so i do do well this is your job and to do something for nine hours is fantastic though yeah like that's very i've always been super impressed by like people who pull all-nighters like i stay up late but like an all-nighter just seems like it takes that extra level oh no that's not me that's pat that's not me no that's not me anymore though that's me when i was like on drugs i would but even not on drugs even not on drugs you stay you you can you can do like till four or five a.m i feel like Yes, but that's but I but I need but I also what have kind of drugs like Adderall, Coke. Adderall. Like should I do, should I take Adderall? I mean, it destroyed my life, so it's like hard. <laughs> I ha- I've met several people whose lives it it's destroyed, but at the same time, I'm also like, but when it was good, it was good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's no feeling like it. If it- I can share that, I just started taking Ritalin like this uh-huh. month. Yeah, and it's definitely helpful, and it's but it's also. It's mild enough that I, I'm still like very tired at the end of the day. Okay. And I feel like I'm anxious enough as a person that I'm like very scared of, of getting, like I'm very particular. Right, that's what I have. Like yeah. if I, if I take something, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to take it tomorrow. Cause I'm like scared. Right. Right. Exactly. Maybe it would be, it would probably be good. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely helpful, but also like. I always felt like the stuff I wrote on it wasn't very good or, or I would always feel like. For creative uh, stuff, I would always be like, I need to look at this not on Adderall before I send it to anyone. You know what I mean? But right, then it's, yeah. it started to be a thing where not on Adderall never came. And that, and <laughs> that was a problem. You were kind of um, waiting at waiting at the front door, but the, the doorbell didn't buzz. Exactly. <laughs> to borrow a phrase from God knows where. Um, so wait. Okay. So that's who you were. And then you're in New York City. You've broken up with this guy. You're writing for New York Mag. You're you're moving to Jane Street. Um, tell us more. 
um so I well I mean after my dad died my mom died oh my god I I know I know let's just get past the it's you know again (laughs) find me a river um but I get to New York I'm I'm an orphan oh this is actually really funny and humiliating I um I did Glamour asked me to who I'd written for Glamour before um around that time when they found out my mom died too they wanted me to write a story about losing my parents like fairly young so I was like all right so I write this story and it's super dark and depressed because I just lost my parents and um like they couldn't put a depressing photo on there. So <laughs> they do this photo shoot they take me to a Christmas tree farm and fucking like no. do my hair and makeup and like I'm sitting there like dressed up in like a Christmas buying outfit christmas tree buying outfit and in the picture that they end up printing i'm loading the fucking christmas tree onto the hood of my car which i would i mean to whatever uh, which i'd never been able to do and the headline is the 20 something orphan no <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> oh my god I'm not i'm never gonna be a writer now everything's ruined I'm oh just- my oh. god but that so- story is so like carrie bradshaw though you know what i mean <laughs> Like when she looks at the New York mag and it's like her smoking single and, and loving it question mark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Right. Single. Right. right. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. So that was my version of that, I suppose. And, and then I'm living in New York and, you know, I did the classic, you know, I, I danced on bars, you know, I did that whole girl who lost 20 something orphan routine oh for a couple of years. <laughs> She bought a lot of Christmas trees. She bought a lot of Christmas trees. Oh, wait, no, this is super sad. And and the next year, I think, it was like my first, my second Christmas without a family, as um, as the article <laughs> My second, um, I was buying a tree on, you know, that 6th Ave Christmas tree fan, mm-hmm. the big one, or or is it 7th? Anyway. I think it's, I think it sucks. Okay. So I'm buying a tree and I'm like giving the guy money and all of a sudden someone comes running past me and just like grabs my wallet <laughs> and or my bag, whatever it was, no. fanny pack, and like runs and like books. And I'm just like, I just got robbed buying a Christmas tree. <laughs> like, oh, my God. And you so like I'm look for the, the camera. Like, That's the 20 year old orphan. Get, <laughs> Get her. <laughs> Damn. Exactly. 100%. Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, who do you um want to be? Like, what's your dream profession? Wait, what do we do? We do what about now though? Because like, what about now? Well, I feel like we know now. But no, we but can it's do like now. the book's about to come out. Like, you know, who are you now? Are you excited? Um, yeah. I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm also, I'm, I'm never excited being a, a manic depressive. I'm, I'm cautiously, uh, I'm, ca- I cautiously am optimistic about. I'm, I'm happy. I got a lot of stuff done. Um, and I, I like the things that I've written up until now, and I'm excited about what is left to write. So I, I'm in a good place in that in that zone. I'm like, I'm, I feel good. I read, so I read the intro, like the fir- just the first part of Animal is so crazy, gripping. I'm like blown back. It's very dark. I love that shit. I can't wait to read more. That's like my favorite. My boyfriend's like, you need help. All I want to hear about is like severed limbs. He's like, what happened to you? I'm like, nothing. That's the point. I only want to hear about murders. And also I like famously, I like videos of um, people getting attacked by animals in the zoo. Specifically in the zoo. 
like yeah. attacked and maimed or just like maimed if possible oh, wow but i for some reason that's what my brain goes but if i if i can't find any zoo attacks and i will go to the wild attack i'll never forget the day where you said i've exhausted the zoo videos i'm switching to wild why <laughs> why do you like the zoo do you like the element of like this shouldn't be happening at the zoo something about right. like <laughs> we've trapped these animals in cages that they never asked to be in and right, then right, right. these people go and like look at it and yeah. and it's like this family day and everything's supposed to be fine and then like but that, it's something about like something about the divide between like wild animal real like how God intended, whatever, versus, like, this matrix we've set up, like, the simulation of, like, human culture that is the zoo. And it's, like, those two things next to each other and then it going horribly awry is so interesting to me. And I also think that in a former life, I must have battled um, a tiger. I have really (laughs) strong associations with literally being, like, in a death fight to the death with a tiger and all I have is like a stick to like keep it from mm. and I must have been killed by a tiger in a former life or something or you killed the tiger or, or you I, ki- the tiger. I almost would root for if <laughs> I would almost root for the tiger over me in my former life do you know what I mean yeah yeah I mean okay. this far well also because you know you're gonna get born again apparently right so it's like yeah tiger get yours eat me <laughs> up that way have you, have me. The, you have the feeling of being eaten by a tiger which I feel like is more interesting than feeling than being the tiger eating someone. I totally. feel like I get that, but I don't know what it's like to be eaten. Exactly. So I like to have that experience if I know I'm going to get born again anyway. Totally yeah. for the tiger. Yes, it, totally. Do it for the story. For the story, <laughs> yeah. I want a tiger to win for the story in my next life. <laughs> oh wow, wow, wow! Beep, bop, boop. Oh, look at me. Do you dread looking at your credit card statement every month? I know I do. Mm-hmm. We don't blame you. Upstart can lift that weight off your shoulders so that you can finally feel the relief of being free of credit card debt. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high-interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. And unlike other lenders, Upstart looks at more than just your credit score, like your income and employment history. So that means they can offer smarter rates with trusted partners. And with a five-minute online rate check, you can see your rate up front for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. And plus, I'm also obsessed with us, you can receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash seektreatment. That's upstart.com slash seektreatment. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you because that's kind of good for us. Plus, loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. So go ahead. Go to upstart.com slash seektreatment. That's the name of our podcast. Gorgianta. Okay, so then what's your dream? Who do you want to be? I want to write short stories in the Cotswolds and teach at Bath University. Incredible. And I want nothing bad to ever happen during my days. And I want <laughs> it to be like the most like anodyne sitcom that anyone's ever seen. And I want there to be nothing bad and nothing scary. And I just want to live the same day every day. Wow. That Wait, sounds where's perfect. Bath? Where's Bath again? England. In England. Oh my god, that would be heaven to teach there. And you want to move to short stories. Like, is that how you like got your is that is that what you used to do? Is that how you got yours? 
yeah. fair start. I was gonna say, but then I was like, don't say that. After Animal, um, my collection that is currently called Ghost Lover. Oh is- my god, such a good title. Um, thank you. Uh, and so yeah, short stories. I mean, I have been writing short stories my whole. It, it's what I did. It's the first kind of writing I ever did. It's it's like it's always even ever since I've been a kid, I've picked up like the O. Henry um, anthology. Like I just love short stories, and I love books by like you know like all different writers because it's, yeah, it's so cool to just have one. I like to travel with like books. So just, I've always loved the idea of getting a variety pack. I was going to say, do you have like, um, in terms of all the different kinds of writing of like, you know, creative nonfiction slash, I guess, in which to me, I guess there's like the kind of creative nonfiction that, um, that three women kind of is versus like memoirs stuff or like article stuff or like a novel or like short stories, like what feels the most natural to you? I guess short stories you're saying? Short stories um, followed by novels, followed by nonfiction, followed by scripts. Oh, scripts oh, yeah. are impossible scripts. to write. Scripts are tough. If scripts, if scripts are your favorite thing to write, seek treatment. It's like, what's yeah. fun about scripts? You don't get like all the fun part is gone. Exactly. It's it, that's exactly right. The all the fun part is gone. You have to figure out how to put the fun stuff in there so that nobody can really see it. And I'm like, wait. Hold on a second. Totally. That it's like, bullshit. it's almost like you take like, I like, it's like the fun of, for me of writing is like evoking some kind of feeling. And with a script, yeah. it's like, actually, there's no feeling in this. It's completely, yeah. you have to just like be uh, uh, so, what, what is the word I'm looking for? Like beep, bop, boop, boop is what I'm trying to grasp. Beep, <laughs> that's the term I was searching for and I found it. Beep, bop, boop, boop. And um, that's how I feel too. But... <laughs> My wait, so nonfiction is my f- absolute fave to read, and so when I think of, I think actually Jordan, um, Jordan sent me three women. Like, if, I guess when did that come out? A few years ago. Uh, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. Oh wow, time flies. Um. So wait, can but can you talk a bit about how that came to be? Because it's just I've never read anything like it. Oh, thanks. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I. I had written a um a story for New York magazine um about the half hooker economy um or that's what they what the headline was uh, the 20 something old <laughs> orphan right <laughs> um, but uh and and this about bottle girls basically because the tiger woods rachel you could tell thing had just come out and so i wrote about the whole world of like the bottle girl industry so um my current editor um of simon and schuster an avid reader uh he basically um, took me out to lunch and said, do you want to like write a book? Um, and I was like, oh yeah, I've got all these novels like in my backpack. I can, and he was like, no, 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 no. I want you to write like nonfiction. And I was like, oh. Um, so I, it wasn't something I was kind of thinking about. Um, and then he said, do you want to do something? And then I, I just thought, and he's like, what do you want to write about? You can, you know, I'll write about whatever you want. And I was just like, well, I kind of want to write about sex. So that's kind of, and desire, you know, not just, but but it started out being like, you know, I can write about whatever I want. Okay, cool. I want to write about something I'm really, I feel like everyone's interested in. And, um, and, and I, but what I didn't realize was that, you know, being able to write about, it's like, well, then like you have to narrow shit down. And I spent so long trying to broaden it out that um, it just took a long time to kind of really get, get where I ended up going on it. 
but it wasn't like I have this idea about writing about mm. three women. Like it wasn't like that. Um, are you still in touch with the women? Yeah. Oh wow. Am and um, Maggie has just gotten into um, uh, school, uh, a master's program for social work. She's doing amazing. Oh, amazing! And she's also a consultant on the Showtime show. So oh, I amazing! Often. I talk to all of them, but I talk to Maggie almost every day. Oh my god, that's incredible! Are are they at all friends with each other? That's on, my head goes to the space of like. Um, <laughs> My head goes to the space of Teen Mom OG because it's like <laughs> three different stories, but then like they will kind of over the years the, the Teen Moms have become friends, even though they're not in each other's yeah. stories. And oh, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now what they've done with Teen Mom OG is they've like pulled back the camera so that we see the producer for no reason, and so there's like we're seeing these now no longer teen moms like kind of like living their lives, but the show is now their job, so it's already this strange thing where they're like it's like a 26 year old woman who had a kid on tv 10 years ago and now the tv show like makes them rich and then also the cameras are telling their story but then it's like now we also have this like woman named kirsty who's like uh a 47 year old woman in like a um toque like a uh uh like beanie (laughs) being like so what do you think about your ex's new girlfriend and it's just like so weird it's like okay cool like this is what we've settled on whatever (laughs) But anyways, anyways, your book reminds me of that. Basically, this (laughs) book is is loosely Teen Mom OG and... I gotta watch that. That sounds great. It is. You should watch it from the beginning. I mean, it is like truly the Teen Mom OG girls. Like, I do feel like I raised them from childhood. You do? Feel like you raised them? I feel like I personally reared those girls and their kids. And I feel like a a grandfather for their kids. (laughs) That's really cool. Thank you. Do you have favorite authors? I do. I um I love Lucia Berlin, Grace Paley, Elena Ferrante, um, James Salter, um, gosh, Kathy Acker. I don't know. I'm not near my books. No worries, no worries. That's amazing. As I was asking that, I was like, is this like a stupid question? You know I, mean? I think it's a good question. Oh, oh, I love talking about My boyfriend is like not a big reader. And one time we were at an event before in the before times. And well, we always left because he like came very tired. And so he like wasn't, he, he felt he wasn't like on his game socially. And we were standing in the circle. And this, <laughs> this guy who had just met me and then threw me met my boyfriend. Like was like, Oh so my what? God. I, I, he, I forgot about this. <laughs> literally goes, what's your favorite book? <laughs> and my boyfriend's like, I, I he like didn't have an answer and it was just like so i felt like that guy that was a perfect moment in time that was crazy (laughs) my boyfriend doesn't like reading either and i i i don't think he's read the book i wrote which is honestly hot to me (laughs) that's crazy though wow yeah no i can see i get that i get he hasn't but he's read has he read pieces yeah definitely and he's like he's extremely familiar with um my work as they say and will often quote my jokes back to me in a way that I do find upsetting but uh he's very supportive <laughs> oh my gosh this little girl is just driving she's I know I, I'm doing it again but it is crazy it is oh, crazy girl. what is her name her name is Brittany hi Brittany I'm I just like fostering her because I definitely can't do this for, for oh I saw that on your Instagram thank you for, I, thank you for seeing oh my that gosh what kind of a dog is it? She's like a lab mix. Oh, wow. 
I have a lab. I would like. Oh, you I do? do dog. I just feel like our dog is so settled right now and so chill that like the idea of like. Totally. We have anti-chilling a space by bringing in new, you know, things to it. It's just like, oh, God. Yeah, that's not the energy right now. Were yeah. you happy to move out of the city or do you miss it? Um, no, I don't miss it at all. I, I mean, I do. I, of course I miss certain things, but I don't on a daily basis. Like I'm, I, I, uh, my anxiety is too high a price to pay. Totally. Um, yeah. So it's just like being out. I'm not saying, you know, bad shit can't go down here, <laughs> but it's just like there, there's the pace is not like I can do everything. Like I was yeah. in LA for a week doing work stuff and going from like meeting to meeting. And I was just like, Oh my God. Like I, yeah. would, like, I can't do this again. This is, that's a special type of hell Ubering yeah. between. Yeah. LA yeah, is no. Ubering. I was driving. I had a, I had a car for a couple of no. days and it was, it's even worse when you're like, I can't parallel park much like uh, famed pop singer, Olivia Rodrigo, who's has a lyric in her new song. I don't know how to parallel park. And I was like, okay, relatable queen. <laughs> <laughs> LA is like LA is hell in that it's like, it's just sitting in an Uber waiting for your next meeting and they all blend together. And like, it's your whole day. And they make and such big promises and then no one actually like works with you. Yeah. I've it's, never it's, seen in my, in my amazing that. experience. <laughs> But I say yeah, that I, I say that with so much love. Ever again. Yeah, I mean, it, it's what's great. That's what's great about Zoom, though. I mean, it really is just like it has really changed the. I mean, I was doing Zoom meetings in LA with people, even though I was in LA. I was just like, they're like, yeah. Wait. I was worried there was a palm tree behind me, and I was like, oh no, 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 I'm not. <laughs> I'm in Barbados. <laughs> I though it's funny because it's like I've noticed like Zoom has made me realize I will never be happy no matter what because like yeah I used to complain so much for instance yeah. about like going into Midtown for therapy and now I can have therapy from the comfort of my own home and I'm like no I don't want to do that you know what I mean it's, it's like still annoying. it's still annoying it Ultimately, still manages to be annoying and going into Midtown is now one of the greatest rushes we have just walking up there <laughs> and oh my saying, god me and my therapist literally did a three act play together on Friday where he was like. So, you know, I, um, we're, our office is closed on Friday for next, because I have therapy on Fridays, which is so crazy. Um, our therapy is closed on Friday for Memorial Day, but if you would like, you know, we could reschedule for a different day. And then we both did this full play where I was like, oh, that would be great. You know, I don't know my schedule right now. So I got okay. He's like, yeah, definitely check in. And I was like, okay. And we both knew it's like, you will not hear from me for two weeks. And like, maybe I will come then. But we both like kind of did this performance for one another. It's beautiful. Uh, Yeah. Very, it sounds it's it, if you wrote i feel like that's a real that's great i think you should write that down we're gonna um we're gonna put it up in a black box totally when, when, it's, when it's safe to do so when it's safe to do so of get course. scrappy with it <laughs> underground <laughs> experimental we're doing I, off off broadway lately i feel bad because like last week i dumped so much dark negative shit on my therapist like really dark and then as soon as we signed off i honestly felt a lot better but i'm like yeah. sh- then she just sits thinking i'm like in a real no. I'm like is she okay they don't look care. at me I'm literally worrying about my therapist they literally don't care that's part of the problem it's like you want them to <sighs> you know it's like I even I I mean I got so excited when my psychiatrist told me that I was one of the most fucked up like people 
that's that's huge that's really that's that must feel good yeah but you understand what i'm saying i was like oh so you're saying that potentially no one is sicker than me and you're 40 years of practicing (laughs) yeah (laughs) that is like that's all i want i just want to be remembered yeah (laughs) that's incredible because also the other thing about therapy is like the whole time you're saying anything bad you're just like oh does this person think i'm like complaining or like um, (laughs) yeah like i'm making something out of nothing like you always want them to be like, no, you're actually... You're actually in deep pain. Yeah, and yeah. I, I see it. And I see, whoever yeah. does is an asshole. Yeah. That scares me as, as someone who was... The way I was raised was my... every it was Everything was minimized. Everything I went through, my parents were like, it's fine. Yeah. It's not a big deal. Even last week, I was like, why... Wait, now I'm like pausing. To be like, why was I so upset? I was really, really upset. And my mom was just like, told, told me about someone who has cancer. And I'm like, that's not what I need from you. Like, oh, that, I, I know I don't have cancer. Like, I'm really, really grateful and lucky. But in this moment, I'm feeling this thing so intensely. And like, you're shutting me down. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you feel like, like, how are you parenting Fox as opposed to the way you were parented? Exactly the same, maybe a little worse. <laughs> <laughs> but you said your parents were really strict. <laughs> oh my god! Were your parents like? Were they like? They tell you about writing, and they were like, "You actually can do that as a job," or did you have to like? Kind oh of god! That? My dad was a doctor. He wanted me to be a doctor like him. He wanted me to like take over the practice. And oh my god! And he had all these like you know dreams, and I said I wanted to be a writer, and he said. Um, if you if you're gonna be a writer, you have to be like you know you have to be like James Patterson or John Grisham. You gotta like you know. And you are, and you are. You're the modern day John Grisham. <laughs> but I think make a girl. You, I think of you. Oh, in their we have John John Grisham on the Grisham pod. Very briefly, um, the Martha's Vineyard Book Festival. He was staying in the same hotel as me and at first I was like, Yo, man, if I were John Grisham, I would not be staying in the same hotel. I mean, it was a nice hotel, but I was like. <laughs> I would be staying in like, you know, a 10 bedroom house with a Yes, Martha's Vineyard come through. So I um anyway, he uh, my daughter and I were walking to the door. He at like a distance of like a football field held the door for us while we were walking from like across this field. Just sat there and didn't act like I'm holding a door. And like this perfect just southern gentleman and I was just like, "Oh my god." And it was just such a beautiful moment because my dad had loved John Grisham books and like, you know, here, I, you know, and then of course it wasn't that beautiful because I couldn't call my dad and told, tell him, dad, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so anyway, John Grisham's great. But wow. yeah, my parents did not, did not tell me that I, they didn't say I couldn't be a writer. They were just like, you know, okay. Yeah. yeah. I feel like a new segment for the pod, Pat, could also be like, what? How are your parents about sex? Because I feel like that's very informative. Totally. So to start start the inaugural segment. Oh, great. Lisa, how are your parents about sex? (laughs) So my parents were, um, they were, we we were all like super, uh, we'd be in a room watching a movie and whenever like a sex scene came on, you know, we'd each be like, oh, go get the hot cocoa. Who wants hot cocoa? You're just, you know, like kind of your classic. Classic. Um, classic (laughs) classic like you know never 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 once said that i never admitted to having sex or needing birth i did everything on my own you know uh, the idea of of them i don't know how i would have handled the having of a baby because the whole thing it was just like not not like really like oh can't talk about it with them because they're against it just like oh you know yeah totally 
so impressed when my friends who tell their moms no. like about I'm like just wow that that what a cool thing to to do I can't even imagine it. Yeah, my boyfriend's family will talk about sex. Oh god. Like, but it's I like would just die. It's like if that's how you're like we only have that feeling cuz that's how we were brought like it's deeply yeah. ingrained into our brain yeah. that like it's weird and bad so we feel weird and bad about it. Yeah. Were you raised religiously? No, I mean we went to church um on you know holy days uh catholic um but no i mean not really my dad went to catholic school as a young as a boy so he definitely had that but it wasn't like no is the i mean no and yet not i wasn't exactly raised secularly either yeah yeah that scares me to be like (laughs) a classic (laughs) from classic to classic i it's funny you know just before this i was eating one of my famous meals which is um an egg wrap from a diner that i'm convinced i'm the only one who orders and i order it like four times a week and um i looked up in the mirror and me and my boyfriend both agreed that something about my face looks weird today and we don't know what it is (laughs) but we both not in like in, in a way that's completely neutral of any like judgment and just like Something on my face looks bizarre today. Yeah. And so <laughs> that made me not feel hot today. Yeah. Though it's less physically hot outside than it was yesterday. And that makes me feel more okay with everything around the whole me world. Too. I went for a really nice me run too. today where I didn't just do my usual run. I actually like explored a little bit, like a different area. So there's this very nice um, reservoir that's like about 2,000 2, meters long, I would say, a loop. And um, I usually just run to that and then just do loops around that and it can get very boring. But this time I like went past and like kind of tried to explore. I ended up at like somewhere in Queens, but it was kind of cool. And then, and then something about your face changed when you were out there. Uh, yeah. You know, you come back from a run like that, you think you're going to look into the mirror and see <laughs> quite a good face. And let's just say what I saw would shock you. Um, do you guys feel hot tonight? I had um I had four beers and a Chipotle burrito yesterday, so I'm not feeling at my most erotic. Um, but having Brittany does make me feel hot because I'm stopped on the street every single step I take cool. by someone thinking I'm like a really good person, which is you know yeah. incredible. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. Lisa, do you feel hot today? Oh, um, I, oh my God, this haircut is re- it's like Doris. Oh, I love Campbell. it. No, it's like really bumming me out. Like there's wait why it's just not it's it's not what i wanted what is it um, usually like because this is my first it's time it's not usually me. like anything it's like changes every couple like i'm just like i've never looked the same you can look at any picture of me from when i was like 12 like there is not one style that i ever went back to i don't have you know i don't interesting how like uh, always changing i'm the opposite and that i've never tried something new i think yours is better though because at least it's yeah. constant unhappiness. Like I never just settled down. I'm like, and the idea that that thinking you will be happy if you just make this one last change. That's just totally. Crazy. Of course, I was thinking your hair is very like art critic. Yeah, I mean, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. It, it it's thank you. I'm not. It's not for me. Something okay, about the enough. way you do it, though, in terms of your hair choices, uh, the way you're just saying like it always is changing, is that feels at least productive to me if in no other way if you never find something you like at least there's like a certain process of elimination where you're like learning yeah. new infor- you're getting information you're getting like constant data 
Uh, You're I'm, a research scientist. Where I, as I feel like I'm not making pro- forward progress because I don't try anything new. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but that being said, I do like your hair a lot. Thank you. I've never dyed my hair in my life. Are you serious? Yeah, I want to like just go blonde one day. You should totally. You gotta dye your hair. What color? I mean, not because you need to dye your hair, but because it's, <laughs> you it's, gotta dye your hair. You look like shit. It's such <laughs> a thing. It really, it just changes everything, and then it, and then you keep doing it, and it doesn't change anything anymore. Yeah, the first time it changes your whole life. I kind of feel like I already know that it won't fix me. I could see myself right. dyeing my hair like black. Yeah, I could see that. And Kat, I could see you, Kat, I could see you platinum. That would be really cool. I think you should do it and keep your eyebrows the way they are. That would be awesome. I think so too, but like that was such a trend that I'm almost like I need to wait a little longer. Do you know what I mean? That's that's how I feel I about it. I feel like this is the right time where it's not the trend where it just exists in like the airless atmosphere. Yeah, maybe you're right. And I think you're the person to do it. <laughs> it would definitely it would definitely stir the pot amongst our 30 <laughs> followers if I went plot. I sometimes people one time sometimes people in photos like if, if a certain light is hitting my hair someone's like did you go blonde and I'm like honey if I went blonde you would know I would be talking about it nonstop <laughs> across all platforms it would become my new personality <laughs> my new thing that I think will save me is and this is like horrific and I'm ashamed to even admit this I'm convinced I, I think I'm gonna get an apple watch Interesting. I have one. It, it has, it's, it's, I don't, it's too much for me to. Yeah. It feels very asexual to have one. Um, I don't, I don't find it anything about, I, for me, it's just like, it feels unnecessary for me. Right. I guess I've become the kind of girl who wants to track her steps and I'm ashamed to admit that, yeah. but. No, no, I, I, I totally, I, I did that. That's why I got it. You because I, d- I didn't walk really at all for a year, essentially. Like, this past year, I literally would leave my house, like, once a day. And I I do think it has a negative effect on my brain. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And then that case, yeah. At the end of the day, though, it is just, like, another thing to look at, which is, like, I don't know. I think we all, like, have enough things to look at screen-wise. It's never going to go away, the screens. It has to. I think that we're going to get so mentally ill as a uh, world population that finally screen will do away with screens. But who's going to take it away? Like, that's the thing. It's like we'd have to collectively band together. Yeah, yeah. because people make so much that. money on the screens. And that's like the extent of my yeah. knowledge. I'm watching The that. Wild. And um, there is a actually the one of the storylines in The Wild is about a group of young teen girls who get stranded on an island and we see flashes of their normal lives. One of them is dating a teacher and uh, in their normal life. And he is like an English teacher and he has like a flip phone and it's kind of steampunk. And I'm like, um, steampunk. and I'm like, even though this teacher is <laughs> grooming this young girl and I don't want to be like him, I do think that it seems cool to have like a flip phone. Yeah. And then I thought about it and I was like, the only thing I would really miss is GPS. Yeah, totally. Mm. Because how could you drive anywhere? No, you can't. I think you could have like, yeah, you could you have, have a flip phone socially. You have to buy a Tom from that. Or a Garmin. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Throw, yeah. throw us back. Throw us back. Um, do you guys have crushes of the week? Oh, good question. You, do you have one, Pat? I do have one, actually. Um, uh, kind of two of the 
people from um, the Outer Banks, the main kid and one of his friends. Um, I have a crush on those two teens in that Netflix original series. And um, I don't remember either of their names, unfortunately. But let me look. My crush of the week. Um, hmm. It's just like, on it, honestly, I am a little depressed today. But before today, I was feeling I had a huge crush on just like humanity in general. Because the way that I've been received with this puppy in public, it's like people are, I'm like, oh, people are so kind. And like, I've talked to more strangers in the past 48 hours than I have in my entire life. And we're like laughing together and there's a, there's an energy in the air and like it was good vibes. I went to Prospect Park yesterday and I was like, okay, there is hope ultimately. But then today I am like, today I called my brother and was like, I have nothing. I have no one. I'm a loser. And he's like, okay. <laughs> no, you know who my actual crush of the week is, is actually um, Lil Nas X. Oh, that's a really good one. He's so hot. It's so crazy. And his pants so, ripped on SNL, which was so funny. And, and very, yeah. he handled it very well. His facial expression and when it happened, it was very charming in the moment. It made you like him just like so much more even. Yeah. Oh, cool. I love that. I, 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 the opposite happened. I mean, the same thing happened to me, but it was not charming. My pants split <laughs> no. when I was on stage doing this like talk thing in Amsterdam. And they split in like a not in a way that was not a creative choice, nor did it look like one. <laughs> and I got up in the middle of this thing with like an off hot stage with bright lights. And I said, excuse me, excuse me, I have to go to the bathroom. And I ran out and I go like running into like the off stage area. And they're like, is everything OK? I'm like, my pants just split. And so I'm like running into the bathroom. And I like, while I'm in the bathroom, like I pee because like, you know, I'm like, I might as well. Like I'm <laughs> two birds. And then they're like, uh, you're still mic'd. No. Yeah. No. Everything I've been doing had been being performed <laughs> over the last oh, even... And it was being recorded. Oh, so that Wait, was... my God. I have two questions. One, what kind of pants were you wearing? Oh, God. I mean, it's I'm so humiliated. I was wearing, and I had no business wearing them because I wasn't, like, at a place where I should have been wearing them. <laughs> I was wearing, I mean, both in my own body and out in the world. I was wearing these, like, um, uh, not, like, I guess velveteen, like, jeans. Like, velvet jeans, basically. Were there, were there seams or was it, like, a, more of a legging thing? It was, like, seams. It was, like, jeans but made out of velvet. Interesting. I need to, I'm, like, almost like I want to know the designer so I stay away from them. Yeah, it's, um... It was oh shit! It's like a it's like not J brand, but is it like Page? Not Page. I don't trust Page for something like I don't get that. I don't either. I really like Citizens of Humanity, so Do I feel you? like it's a good like stand. I like Frame. I struggle with designer denim. I don't feel seen or, or accepted by them. Um. Yeah. You know what? Actually, my mother in law got me a pair of and my daughter a pair of rag and bone. Um. Uh, they're like sweatpant jeans, like oh. not like not jeggings, like sweatpants that look like jeans. With my like, boyfriend has that, so they are truly fantastic. Are they high waisted? They're they're sweatpant waisted, so like it doesn't matter. You can pull them up. Incredible. Them down. Yeah. And my great. second question is: Do you ever think anyone will invite me to talk in Amsterdam? Yeah, I'll invite you to talk in Amsterdam the next. I would time love I, to. I would love to talk to you in Amsterdam. And it's about time. For years, yeah. oh I've been. Thinking, when is Lisa gonna ask me? To- I want um, I want Jackson and your college boyfriend to both invite me to speak in Amsterdam. <laughs> I have that happen. But I'll ask without but seeming cool. 
Okay. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> um, do you have a crush of the week? It can be a thing, person, place, idea. Yeah, um, I do. I do. It's a thing because I'm very asexual these days. It is my, and, and yet, all right, it is um, the Liberty of London sheets that I bought for my daughter's bed. Um, they're like Liberty of London fabric, and it's like very like, it's like silky cotton. Um, it's so beautiful. They're very expensive, but I was like, you know, I'm just gonna, and I bought them, and they're one of those things that are expensive that you buy, and you're like, whoa, I'm glad that I. Totally. Liberty of London, I've never heard of that. So Liberty of London, it's like, um, there, it's a classic floor uh, fabric um, or floral pattern rather. Oh, I have to Google it now. There's a store in London called Liberty that is that is just one of the best. It's just a really lovely shopping experience. Oh, amazing. Good sheets are like huge. But Good for sheets. me, because I'm so disgusting and I never wash my sheets, it wouldn't be worth it for me. Oh, no, you cannot get these. And I'll tell you why. Because I haven't washed them yet because you, are, you cannot put them in a dryer. Oh, you Wait. hang them. Yeah. Which oh, is like, that's very that's very idyllic in your like dream life. That's kind of what you want. No, I'm not. I don't really want to do that. But I can picture. <laughs> oh, oh, you mean ones? No, ones. but I can I can picture you. What I'm saying, what I'm saying is I can picture you in the Cotswolds, like you're oh, typing, right, you're on a typewriter, right, right. and like the yes. sheets are swaying, and you're like, I'm so glad I bought those Liberty of London sheets that need to be swaying in the wind. I wish that I were the kind of person. I, I want to be that person. You're totally right, but I'll never, I'll never hang them up. Yeah, it's impossible yeah. to do laundry, first of all. Hard. Yeah, even doing laundry is so hard. Then if we're talking about going outside and hanging something up. Crazy. Catherine, are you mad at me? Oh, yeah, this is our last segment of the pod. Um, well, first of all, do you want to tell people just when, when is the book coming out and where, what, where should they buy it from? What's best for you? The book is coming out June 8th. Um, it's, it's very dark, but also I think um, I think it's, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I think, I do think it's an important book. Um, and uh, you can buy it at bookshop.org, your local bookstores, anywhere online that makes sense. I mean, it doesn't really. I'm Love so it. excited to read it, truly. I, I started it and I cannot wait to finish, but I almost want to wait till I can like hold it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, we'll send you one also. Oh, that sounds fab. It sucks because like whenever people are like, why didn't you send me your book? Because it's like, it's not like showing someone a photograph that you've taken or something. Sending someone a book, it's like, It's an assignment. Which is an assignment, exactly. But Kat, your book is the opposite of that. And yet it's still fully like a present thing. But like reading, like I I have given your book several times now as gifts. Because I don't feel like it's giving, I feel like it's giving someone something beautiful that is also like, you know, comestible. I'm honored. Well, I'm going to, what I want to do is I want to hold your book on the subway with my platinum hair and send, (gasps) please, that'll be so lovely. Please send me a picture and post, post a pic that will go. They'll be heard around the world. Um, in, in, in the, yeah, exactly. Um, amazing. So our last segment is as we start, are you mad at me? So Pat, are you mad at me? No, I'm not. I feel bad. Like, I feel like I've um, something about my audio is weird and I feel like I keep interrupting and I don't mean to and it's an, it's truly a Look at me. Times. Look at me. I was actually going to be say the exact same thing to you. I was like, I hope you're not mad at me because I can tell that we have a lag between us and I was ju- like, and I want listeners to know like we've been saying the funniest shit. Like Lisa's the been like crying, shit. laughing and so we have the to keep cutting the laughs out because they're too loud. And, and Pat and I keep doing these really, really funny like off the cuff bits but we're overlapping in the exact same time so we've had to cut all of that. So I'm because sorry for the audio. 
Yeah, it's like I can tell there's a lag, and I can feel, but I feel I feel connected to you despite the tech because we're both working together to try to overcome this um, challenge. Hundred percent, and being. Being a what if I was like being a dog mom has changed me. No, I would never oh say God. that phrase. I'd rather, I'd rather. I'll never forget. I'll never forget sitting next to a girl, and um, <laughs> I forget how I even gained this awareness. I was sitting next to a girl in a uh, cafe in like a coffee shop in suburban Rhode Island, and I somehow gleaned that she identified. I don't know if I heard conversation or if it was like written on her sweatshirt. I gleaned that she identified as. A dog mom, a boss girl, and a spiritual gangster. Oh, that last one just hit. That's that's rough. (laughs) But wait, what I was going to say. Oh, my God. Oh, this whole dog thing is literally just making me want to actually be younger than ever. And like at post during the pandemic, I was really horny to like get married and have a baby. And now I'm like, oh, I'm waiting as long as humanly possible. Do you think I should wait long, Lisa, or should I do it soon? Um, To have a baby or to get married? Well let's do married first um i mean i i think you could wait uh, yeah i don't know i i would i guess i would wait it's because it's more even if it's only just more fun saying boyfriend than husband or you know like there's something yeah. about it just feels if you want to feel younger you know it does if it, it feels younger to stay unmarried okay i'll, I'll think i'll consider that um so there is something very erotic about husbands, though. Yeah. In some ways. Okay, sorry. Wait, are you mad at me if I asked you one more question? Because when did you decide? When did you know you wanted to get married to Jackson? Probably the first or the second time. Day. Drive. When you were like, when you walked in and said, "So I'm here to talk about your fucked up dad." <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, he handled that energy. <laughs> no, I think I, it was pretty. It was pretty early. It was like the because I, I just never wanted to stop talking to him. Oh my god, that's is, amazing. Is Jackson's dad still doing um, real estate in New York? I might. I'm like. I'm I literally want him to find me like a, one of those. Me too. Gem, do, you think, do you think he could find me a gem? Like I need something weird. I want to live somewhere weird. Yeah, he can definitely well, find you. Okay, a well we'll talk. At this point, Catherine lives in Manhattan, and two of my brothers are moving from Queens into Manhattan, and I'm like. I'm going to. I'm reaching out to Jackson's dad. I'm it's all about Manhattan again. About me, and you oh. need to help me find an apartment. Pat, because it's all about Manhattan again. Because Brooklyn is literally more expensive. Not always, yeah, but there's crazy. a lot of stuff that's so crazy. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, wait, Lisa, are you mad at me? Absolutely not. Oh, thank God. Lisa, are you mad at me? Absolutely not. Oh, okay, fantastic. And that's Pat, I'm not really... mad at you at all. Thank you. Oh wait, are you mad at me? Did I ask you? Yes, remember that's how we got into that whole space about the lab. Isn't it funny the things you forget? <laughs> yeah. Oh, guys mad at me. Not even close. Absolutely not. This will I will this will shift my I think I'm on I think I'm two thirds done with um three women and so now I will read the rest, like having met you and seen you, which will change my entire experience. That doesn't something that's not something that makes me <laughs> mad. But it's something that will inform my experience. Oh, gosh. Okay. You know, the well, last thing I'll say about three women is for some reason, the part that sticks with me the most is Lena describing like the kiss, like the quick kiss. Yeah. That part's crazy. That thing is crazy. Oh, my God. And that's just, and you guys have to read the book to find out what I'm talking about. And you have to go get animal, blah, blah, blah. You know what, what I'm saying and you love it. Um, thank you so much, Lisa. Live, thank laugh, you love. So much. Um, and. Oh. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.
boring. Cause